This is John from the freegiftfromgod.com podcast. Today I'm continuing on with this subject I've been doing on truth, and what I want to look at today is the work of the Holy Spirit. The work of the Holy Spirit is critical to anyone understanding the truth, and that is one of the major parts of the work of the Holy Spirit, but we'll see this as we go through. I've got a few scriptures today, but the first one I want to look at is over in John chapter 14, and I'm going to read from verse 16. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another counsellor to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. This scripture shows us that the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth. He is the Spirit of truth. And he has been sent to us by the Father, by the Son, so that we can know the truth. And as it says here, it says in verse 17 there in John 14, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. So this gift of the Holy Spirit cannot be given to people in the world because, as it says there, it neither sees him nor knows him. And he says, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. Now at that point in time, the Holy Spirit was working with the disciples of Jesus. He was with them, but he was not in them. He was not the indwelling Holy Spirit. And the only time that that could happen, the only way that that could happen was after Jesus had passed away, after he died, after he was put to death and had been resurrected. That was when the new covenant started. And that was when the gift of the Holy Spirit was to be given to the, um, to the people and was given to us. And so that hadn't happened at that point in time when Jesus was talking to his disciples. But after that, and we saw the um, outpouring of the Holy Spirit in uh, Acts chapter 2 at the day of Pentecost after Jesus had had died and been uh, resurrected. And we saw at that point in time the coming of the Holy Spirit into the people and he became an indwelling Holy Spirit where he was with the people in them, in the disciples, 24-7. So that's the first thing. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Truth, as he's called there. He is the Counselor, or the Comforter, as it says in some translations, and he is with us forever. So that's the first uh, scripture I want to look at. The next one I want to go into is um, in John chapter 15. And I'm going to read from verse 26 says, but when the counselor comes, and here he's talking also about this Holy Spirit, when the counselor comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness to me. Now, that's the thing that we need to understand about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has been sent to us. Jesus sent it to us from the Father. This is a gift from the Father sent to us by the Son, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father. If we want to know the truth, we need to receive the Spirit of truth. We need to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We need to go to the Father and ask him for the Holy Spirit so that we can receive the gift of the Spirit. He doesn't just come automatically into uh, people. He doesn't start dwelling within people automatically as soon as they believe or as soon as they're baptized and so on and so forth. There are many strange and diverse teachings about the coming of the Holy Spirit and the indwelling Holy Spirit. But the truth of the matter is you have to ask the Father for it. And in the majority of cases, you need to have hands laid on you by 
people who are spirit-filled to be able to receive the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to talk about that today. There are sections, if you want to look about uh, how to receive the Holy Spirit, there are sections on my website, freegiftfromgod.com, and if you go into the search bar there and you put receiving the Holy Spirit, it will give you some uh, links to some articles about how to receive the Holy Spirit and how it is received. But today, what I want to just talk about is the fact that the Holy Spirit is sent by the Father and he is the Spirit of truth. So if we are going to find truth, find the truth, we need to find um, the Spirit of truth. We need to receive the Spirit of truth. The next scripture I want to go over into is in John chapter 16. In John 16 verse 12, I'll start from, it says, I have yet many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Now, before I go into the next uh, next part of this verse, we'll just stop there for a moment. There were many things that Jesus needed to teach the disciples, and this is just before he left the earth. This is just before he was put to death and he went back to the Father. And he said, I have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. They weren't in a place where they could receive these things. But then he goes on in verse 13 of John 16, he says, When the Spirit of truth comes... He will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he is, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine, therefore I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. So what we see is, in that first verse I read out, he said, I've got a lot of things I've still got to tell you, but you can't bear them. They couldn't understand it. They wouldn't be able to understand it. He says, but when the spirit of truth comes, so when they receive the Holy Spirit, this indwelling Holy Spirit, he says, he will guide you into all of the truth. The Holy Spirit, that's his job, to guide us into all the truth. And he does that not on his own authority, because it says, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. So the Holy Spirit will be directed by the Lord, directed by the Father, directed by the Lord Jesus, and he will declare to us the things that are to come. He will declare to us all of those things that Jesus said, I have yet many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. The Holy Spirit will declare those things to teach us the truth, to bring us into the full knowledge of the truth. And the Holy Spirit, as it says in verse 14, he will glorify me for he'll take what is mine and declare it to you. So the Holy Spirit takes the insight and the knowledge and the wisdom and all of the things that Jesus taught, all of the things that Jesus is, and he will declare it to us so that we can understand it. And that's the important thing. There are many teachers in the church, and and being a teacher is one of the um, one of the gifts that is given to the church, as we see over in Ephesians chapter 4. But the teacher can bring things to your insight and to your knowledge, the, the human teachers, they can do this, but it's the Holy Spirit that gives you the understanding. It's the Holy Spirit that can explain things to you in your own mind because he dwells within you and he can explain things to you in a way that you can understand. And as we know, Many people learn things in different ways. Some people are very logical. Some people are visual and so on and so forth. Some people need words. Some people need to hear. Some people need uh, auditory um, information to be able to understand. 
Some people need to see examples and uh, and so on and so forth. There are many ways that we can learn, and the Holy Spirit knows exactly what works for each person in whom the Holy Spirit or, uh, or a Holy Spirit dwells. So he can take the things of the Lord and he can teach them to individuals in ways that they can understand so that they can understand the fullness of the truth, and that's what it's all about. There are many ways to learn the truth. There is only one truth, but there are many ways that we can learn the truth, and the Holy Spirit will teach us in the way that works for us as individuals. Okay, now moving on from there, I want to go over into um, John chapter 4. In John chapter 4, I'm reading from verse 20, and this is where Jesus is talking to the woman at the well. And he says this in verse 20, Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, and you say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. Now this is important for us in another way, because they were talking about places of worship. You know, we talk about going to a church. Uh, Some people go to church on Saturdays. uh, Some people go on Sundays. And then, of course, there's all the other church meetings that happen during the week. But what he's saying here is it doesn't matter when the Lord's time comes, when the uh, the salvation, the gospel of salvation is uh, spread amongst the people, it doesn't matter where, where you worship. You don't have to worship in a specific place. And in fact, you don't have to worship in a specific time. Because he goes on and he says, but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such the Father seeks to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Now, this is important because it said uh, in another place that the law came through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And, of course, the Father is spirit, Jesus in the heavenly realms is spirit, and the Father is seeking people who will worship him in spirit and truth. So we need to understand what that means. Well, the important thing we need to understand that is when we look at the law, the law was given to check or hold back or deal with the passions of the flesh, the indulgences of the flesh. It was there to tell us what was right and what was wrong. It was there to say, Thou shalt do this or thou shalt not do that. That's what the law was all about. It was all about the flesh. The law was about the flesh, about trying to hold back the sinfulness, the sinful natures of people in the flesh. But the new covenant and the gospel of salvation is not about the flesh. It's about the spirit. We do not worship God in the flesh. We don't worship God by doing things like um, eating or not eating certain foods, by worshipping in specific ways, um, by um, um, following works like tithing or fasting or any of those things. Those are not the ways that we worship the Lord under the new covenant. All of those things belonged under the old covenant. In the new covenant, though, we worship the Lord in spirit. And it's all about how the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth, comes into us and does a work of transformation in us so that all of those things that are written in the law are not written there as laws, as ordinance to say you shall do this or you shall not do that. 
But through the Spirit, through the work of the Holy Spirit, our nature is changed so that we will do what the law requires and more. We will do those things by nature because the nature of Christ is being uh, made into us. We're being transformed into the image and the nature of Jesus Christ so that as he walked, we will walk the same way. So that our minds will be changed to the places where we don't do the wrong things. Not because there's a law to say you shall not do that, but because we don't even want to do that. We want to do what's right. We want to please God. And that's what it is to worship in spirit and truth, is to have the truth within us. It's to have the work of the Holy Spirit change our spirit within us. And in that process, to wash away and take away all of those things that might lead to sin. Jesus dealt with sin when he died, uh, when he was put to death for us and resurrected. When he died and we enter into his death through baptism, we die to sin. We take his death as our own. And when he was resurrected, as we are raised up out of the waters of baptism, we are raised up with him too, so that we are new creations. We are born again. We are born anew. We are born from the Father, born in the spirit, not born in the flesh. And when that happens, we learn the, we, we learn the truth. And the truth, as Jesus said, the truth will make you free which he said in John 8, 32, that truth sets us free, sets us free from sin. It sets us free from the law because sin, uh, sorry, because death is the penalty for living a life of sin. Everybody who sins dies. It says the soul who sins shall surely die. So everyone who sins dies and death is the price that we pay or the penalty that we pay for being sinners. Now, When we are resurrected, though, with Christ, we are new creations. We are no longer under the law because we are no longer part of this world. We are new creations and we cease to be citizens of this world and become citizens of the kingdom of God. And in the kingdom of God, the law doesn't exist. Death doesn't exist. There is no death in God's kingdom. Now, even though our flesh... Our bodies, as we know them, are getting old and they get sick and they are wasting away and eventually they will die. Our spirits are alive because of the transforming power and the work of the Holy Spirit within us, because of the way that the Holy Spirit is transforming us and changing us into the image of Jesus Christ so that we can walk with him, so that we can live with him and so that we can be like him. Anyway, I'm getting off track here a little bit. Um, and it's saying God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. So the old worshippers who worshipped in the temple or in the case of the woman in Samaria, they worshipped on the mountain. Um, but the old worshippers under the law worshipped in the temple. That was a place of worship. That was where they had to go to worship. But under the new covenant, we're worshipping in spirit, which means we can worship anywhere. doesn't matter where you are. In fact, as I'm recording this right now, I'm worshipping the Lord. And I'm sitting in my car. Now, that may seem strange. It's just that I'm traveling around the countryside. and There's a lot of noise going on. And the car is the quietest place for me to do this. But I can sit here and I can pray and I can read and I can do this kind of thing in the front seat of my car. So moving along, um, we'll go and have a look at the next scripture. And I want to go into 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And I want to read from verse 10. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, God has revealed to us through the Spirit, and that's what I was saying before, all of the revelations that we receive, all of the understandings that we receive, the understanding of the Scripture and the insights and knowledge, 
God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. And this is amazing. This is how much um, power the Spirit has. It even goes right to the depths of God, goes to the Father, and everything that the Father has, he is able to use for our benefit to teach us, to guide us, to strengthen us, to uh, and to save us. For what person knows a man's thoughts except the spirit of the man which is in him? So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is from God, that we might understand the gifts bestowed on us by God. And here it is saying this, the Holy Spirit, who is the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit can search all of those things of God and take them and teach us and show us when we need those things. And that's what he does, that we might understand the gifts bestowed on us by God. And the gifts are the things like the freedoms that he gives us through baptism and through receiving the Holy Spirit and uh, the resurrection of the Lord and so on. And we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who possess the Spirit. And that's what I was saying earlier. It is essential that we receive the Holy Spirit as Christians. Many Christians haven't. Many Christians don't. Many churches don't even teach the receiving of the Holy Spirit. But it is essential because how else can you have this, uh, these spiritual truths interpreted to us if you don't receive the Spirit? If you haven't got the Spirit, there is no way that you can receive and understand the things of the Spirit. And so it is essential that you receive the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, as I said, is the spirit of truth. You want to know the truth? You want to know the truth of the gospel? Then you need to receive the Holy Spirit. And as I said earlier, you can search on my website and you can find more information about how to do that if you haven't received the Holy Spirit. The unspiritual man, this is a person of the world, the unspiritual man does not receive the gifts of the Spirit of God for they are folly to him and he's not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual man judges all things, but is himself to be judged by no one. Now, this is interesting because the spiritual man is able to judge. He weighs up things. He looks at things not from the way that the world sees things, but from the way that the Lord sees things. And this is this is quite significant. It's quite different. And that's how a spiritual person, a person who is being transformed or being transformed into the image of Jesus Christ can weigh things up. They can judge things. They can see what's going on in the world and they can understand what is happening. And it's important that we do that. But the unspiritual man, they judge things according to the flesh. They judge things according to what's in it for them, what's good for them, um, rather than uh, what may be uh, right in the sight of the Lord. Because there are many things that are done in the world that are just plain wrong, and many things that are done in direct opposition to the um, to the ways of the Lord, but they are done um, by unspiritual men, and because they don't have any knowledge of the truth. So, uh, one final scripture I want to look at, and that one is over in First John chapter five, and I'm going to read. Just the one verse, verse 7, it says, And the Spirit is the witness, because the Spirit is the truth. The Spirit is the witness to all of the things of God. The Spirit is the truth. And that's the thing we need to 
we need to take out of this particular verse. The Spirit is the truth. He's called the Spirit of truth in other places. Jesus referred to the Spirit as the Spirit of truth, and the Spirit is the truth. If you want to find the truth, you need to receive the Spirit. And if that's the only thing that you take out of this particular session, if you want to find the truth, you need to receive the Holy Spirit because it's the Holy Spirit who is the truth. It's the Holy Spirit who bears testimony to the truth of Jesus Christ. It's the Holy Spirit whose job whose job is to guide you into all of the truth. And that task was given to the Holy Spirit by the Lord. And it is the Holy Spirit who does the work of transformation in you to transform you into the image of Jesus Christ so that you live a life of the truth. Anyway, that's all I'm going to talk about for this week. Um, I hope that you got something out of this. Uh, Next time, I'm going to look at the truth as armour. Um, But until then, this is John from the freegiftfromgod.com podcast signing off, hoping you have a blessed week, and I hope that you will join me again next time. All the best. God bless. Mm -hmm.